I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? Well, you don't know that I'm going to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. Uh, first of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Well, how much did you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. Solomon Mark for life, a million to life, dog for life, forever I'm the kid, 89 stick up kid, king of New York, revelation party, daddy hard body, body bright and guard body, smooth like a leather bob, 83 hip hop, top of the world, get it recite, dick to your wizards, murder cats for the right precise, 456 on the dissites, this is real, this life, ain't nothing sweet, God, sit down and think it through, God, God, Coming all out of your face to get your clap guard. You are now listening, listening to, the to the sound of Supreme Clientel. Step into the party, it's me, God Almighty. Go still holding that shoddy. Dustin Alize, three quarter tips, cherry floor robes. Chris Hunters in the envelope, Dookie on the globe. Thank God for my wallaby shoe, it does save me. A three, nothing in Salt Lake City. Burgundy mink switch with sinks in them. Broccoli blown, elegant seas breathe, elephant skin. Beat the black boy George, dusted on my honeymoon. Bitch like my wife, she pop my ghost face balloon. Bitches think that I'm Dominican. Slap ass Indian, milk on my mustache. Drop to my chinny chin, dive in the dangerous part. Building with thirsty mammals, white men scream, swim stock shark. Smack the jail bells, bonds, man. Strength of 18 bronze, man. Tall like Carmelo, Mel, man. Framed on Larry John. Tony Montana blow, creamy white Havana Joes. Oh, Susanna Ho, pussy sweet banana flow. David Friend of foes, state your biz. Ah, you tend to dough? There it is. Me, I run the show. Oh, and these kids? Don't like nobody coming around here fucking with they dough for shit. You're enterprising though, and I like it. But fuck with the big dog though, I gotta bite you. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Test Podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and we're in the house on a Saturday morning after Thanksgiving feedback show. Yes, sir. And we're ready to read your feedback and listen to your feedback and all that good stuff that you guys do throughout the week to keep up with the podcast. Uh, I guess first things foremost, though, Karen, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good, good. I had a good time. I went to two dinners. I actually went back to one dinner because them niggas um, was late and no food was ready. And I was like, look, y'all only got me for so many hours and I got to go. Well, uh, mine was also good. Thank you for asking. And um, <laughs> it was real good because uh, I started RG3 in two of my fantasy football leagues and Adrian Foster. Uh, Arian Foster, I mean, uh, tank. Arian Foster, and uh, that's how we do, man. That's how we yeah, do. Yeah, I was about to say, we was together on that one, so hey. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, man, uh, 
This is the Blackout Tips. It's a comedy podcast we do three times a week. Two of those times being regular times, and one of those times being the feedback show. That's what you're about to hear right now. The feedback show is basically when our listeners write in, call in, and let us know what they thought about the happenings of the week and the things that we talked about on the show. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. There's a bunch of ways to leave feedback. Uh, I think the easiest of which is just go to the blackguywhotips.com and we have a store there. We have all sorts of uh, polls and you can leave comments on the episodes. A bunch of ways to get in contact with the show and uh, um, it's really easy, so do that. Blackoutdoors.com. Bam. Ta-da. There it is. You can also do stuff like uh, donate to the show. Um, this is a big time for donations because our um, hosting renewal is up on, like, the 4th of December. Um, so, yeah, if you've been thinking about donating, you're like, I'm waiting for a rainy day. Now will be the day um, <laughs> to do that. Y'all, so know, that. y'all know people file their taxes early. Some people out there got their tax refund better. It's like, no, y'all ain't getting me. I'm getting my money now. I would love for you guys to be able to keep going to the blackouttips.com uh, instead of the blackouttips.blogspot or some shit like that. So make sure you guys donate so we can uh, pay this fee. Uh, and uh, it's an annual thing we have to do every year. Um, also, of course, you can uh, go to the store right there. I saw someone saying uh, they saw Amber P. Got her glass uh, in the mail. Yes, she and, did. Uh, she, somebody was like, "Oh, I want one sad face." And I was like, Mm-mm. "Turn that frown upside down, and you go to the Blackout Tip store. It's right there on the site. Just click on store. Um, so yeah, you can do that. You can go to iTunes and leave us a five star review. We'll read it on the show, regardless of content. Yes, we will, sir. It's five stars, so of course we'll read that. You can also like us on Stitcher, leave comments on there. Although I won't lie, harder to keep up with comments on Stitcher, but you can do it. Uh, it helps us on Stitcher, and people know to you know to to dig the show, yep. like our Facebook page. We appreciate that. And, um, yeah, email us, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Call the show, 704-557-0186, 704-557-0186. We uh, take voicemails throughout the week, but we open up the phone lines during feedback shows sometimes. We'll let you know when the phone lines are open, so don't just, like, randomly call and hang up on a nigga, okay? <laughs> uh, also, uh, to uh, tomorrow's guest, for those uh, who want to hear tomorrow's show already, It'll be Chris and Kev from the Insanity Report podcast. So that should be our Insanity Check podcast. That'll be pretty good. Yeah, I always call it Insanity. Ain't that that's the, that's Chris's Twitter handle, and I always get that in the show mixed up. I'll be fucking that all up. Well, the official weapon of the show is the Taser. An unofficial sport is Bullet Ball and Bullet Ball Extreme. And it's time because it's almost Christmas time, y'all. Mm-hmm. So if you've been going to your supermarket, you should already know what time it is. But um. It's back, y'all. Nagasaki <laughs> bombs. That's right. Now, for those that have been following the show for a while, the controversial Nagasaki bomb consists of eggnog in a glass. And then you take a shot of sake. And we're just going to drop it into the eggnog and gunk that shit down. So let's <laughs> let's get started. Oh, yes. Normally some leaks out over the edge. Of just course. wipe that up. Of course. Ah, oh, tastes like the cum of the Virgin Mary. So good. So good. Oh. <laughs> Every time. Every time. It's like a oh, milkshake in your mouth. Delicious. 
If you have not tried it, please try it. I know those combos sound weird. A lot of people go, ew. No, the eggnog don't curdle. It is awesome. Oh, it's back, y'all. Woo. Yes. All went along. I had to get my mind right. All right. So let's do some feedback um, for the show. Um, Let's go to, uh, first of all, the people who donated to the show. Because those are the people who want us to keep having a website. Maurice N., uh, he donated to the show with a recurring donation. Uh, thank you very much, Maurice. I believe this is a new person to donate. So, uh, thank you. Thank you very much, man. We hope to see you next month. We do, sir. We also have, well, we already know Paul Andre Joseph. I mean, the dude puts in on the show recurring all the time. And uh, he's back, y'all, for another recurring donation. Paul Andre Joseph. Dog, all three of his names in the Bible, I think. Yeah, and they all have first names. <laughs> yes. Uh, Janie, um, she donated to the show. Janie W. Thank you, girl. Thank you very much with the recurring donation. Uh, I'm glad that you guys want to continue to see us have a site and be in business and pay Podomatic and all that good shit. Um, no one wants to show up and just have no show. So thank you. Uh, sincerely from the bottom of my heart, I know it's that time of the year where people are buying Christmas presents Mm -hmm. and giving stuff to their family. And, you know, you're looking at your check, like, what am I going to do? So, yeah, anybody that donates, thank you sincerely. Yeah, we don't care how big or how small. We just thank you that you took some money out of your money to get us. Yep. Um, we also have, um, the blog, theblackoutist.com and, we have comments there. We have one iTunes review, and we have some phone calls and an email. What do you want to do first, Karen? Uh, let's do iTunes review. All right. Just go to iTunes. And uh, the only condition here, Karen, is what? Only condition is that it is five stars. If it's five stars, we will read it no matter what you say. And also, I want to re-remind people that if you are outside of the United States, even if it's Canada or Mexico, Mexico, iTunes like, fuck that. We know y'all back-to-back, but you ain't in the United States. You have to let us know so we can go find your iTunes reviews. Yeah, iTunes don't play that shit. So if we don't know where you're at, we can't see it. So we need to know what country you are mm-hmm. if it's not the United States. Uh, this one is five stars from Ratchet Lover. <laughs> you should call and write this. Uh, a whole new world is the title of this. And it says, I never realized black podcasting exi- existed until I stumbled across Twib Radio. That's where I discovered the black guy who tips and I could not be happier. In addition to the black guy who tips, Rod has got me hooked on the even more ratchet podcasts such as Where's My 40 Acres, Chonilla.com, Keith and the Girl, Firestarter.com, and the Insanity Check Podcast. Thanks to these awesome podcasts, work is somewhat tolerable. Thanks, Rod and Karen. You're welcome. And I and I sometimes people forget that man, we have a network full of people. So if you're like me, who sit at a desk for eight hours, uh, it's the, sometimes it's the only thing that keeps you insane. It's like I laugh. Keeps you insane? Oh no, we want to keep people sane. Well, it keeps me. Sane. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't want my podcast out there keeping people insane. No. No, it, it keeps you sane uh, because it keeps you kind of laughing. As me, I know for me personally, I laugh and I smile all day long. And people are like, what you laughing? I'll be like, a podcast. None of your business. Go find your own. <laughs> I don't like to share. 
Well, thank you very much, Ratchet Lover, and I'm glad that uh, Jaquetta was right from, hey, you know what, we are the gateway drug of podcasts. So yes, she is. Looks like she found many other podcasts. I also like that she mentioned all those black podcasts, and then Keith and the girls, like, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> now they owe us one. <laughs> you know, a couple thousand, but the one to a couple thousand, thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, uh, and I uh, appreciate you writing that in. Uh, we also have comments on the page. Let's uh, go through that. You go to the theblackgottips.com. You can leave a comment on every episode. You can vote in the poll. You can leave a comment in the poll if you would like to. Uh, it's very simple to do, and uh, we appreciate the people who do it. And uh, most of them get read on the show. Yes, they do. So for episode three eighty four, Cube and B, uh, fish <laughs> fish four fifty six leaves a comment that says show link isn't visible on the page, and uh, they were wrong. It is visible on the page. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I read your comment, and I want you to know that it's appreciated, and thank you very much. Um, and the poll was, is Broward for cowards? Because uh, Chill uh, called into the show, uh, Chill from the Taste Like Chicken podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, she called in and said uh, uh, this dude was dissing, uh, was saying that he apologized for Florida. And she got very upset and left several messages about his ass and uh, said that... Uh, <laughs> It makes sense because he's from Broward County. And, uh, of course, Broward County, apparently, she said, is for cowards. And that's why they get sprayed and dead, uh, referring to a hell of bullet fire. Um, <laughs> so I asked uh, the question on the uh, for the poll. Is Broward for cowards? Yes or no? Very simple. <laughs> Let's put chill to the test. See if it is. Yes, 71%, no, 29%. So that means Broward is indeed for the cowards. So Chill is right. <laughs> I guess he was. Tayrell713 said, I voted yes because I remember season one of Cops taking place in Broward County. No other reason but a long-term memory for television, LOL. So, <laughs> Broward indeed for the cowards. For I the guess cowards. so. Um, and that's scientific proof. So I did not yes, want to. Yes, that is. No one call up here trying to dispute that. Uh, we have figured it out. Yes, our polls are accurate. Mm-hmm. Very. Michael B says on episode 285, Elmo loved kids. You guys ain't shit. The Elmo ad libs were classic. I listened three times and I laughed like it was my first time hearing them. Karen's Elmo voice. Elmo will cut you deep. Thanks, Karen. Okay, make it four. I listened again while I was posting this comment. Yeah. I just I was actually driving home from the gym today thinking about Karen's Elmo impression and just dying. I was like, God damn, that was good. I lost my shit for a second. I couldn't do the show, man. Glad y'all enjoyed it. And of course on this show our guest was Victor Renato. Yes, his um, Elmo impression was, was awesome. Yeah, he was a really good guest for the show. I really enjoy having him on. Yes. I definitely got to do it again. Random Excess says, love the nerd gentrification. Uh, that was a theory that I came up with about how nerds feel like people are encroaching upon their sacred cows. And now mm-hmm. they just kind of want to push people out. Yes, they do. And uh, that was my turn for it, nerd gentrification. Um, love the nerd gentrification. It reminds me of people who guard family recipes. Really? What is the point of that? If the shit is good, share that recipe. I love to eat good food. Yeah, it is weird. It's like so and so died, so we can never have collard greens again. I'm like, uh, that seems stupid. Yeah, yeah. Only time is like maybe if you go and it's like a business or something right. like that. But like, if it's just something passed down from generation to generation, 
Share that shit, man. Don't have it died just because grandma died. Uh, the poll for this show was, does the KKK still scare you? Because someone was, uh, we were, I was reading an article where the KKK has to ask permission to do a rally in a North Carolina like city in the middle of nowhere. And people protested it and they decided not to do it. I was like, damn, the KKK fell off, man. Yes, they did. It used to be like burn a whole town of black people to the ground. Now it's like, uh, may we please uh, have a, <laughs> can we have a corner of the room? Right. So I was like, do they even still scare people? No. 28% of the people who listen to this show said, yes, the KKK still scares them. And 72% of people said, no, no, not at all. Yeah. It just seems kind of like the boogeyman at this point. Like, when's, I'm, I don't even know how I would react if I saw a group of KKK. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? It, you know what? It, 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 it'd be like, um, watch your live history. I'd be like, oh shit, they, they, oh. <laughs> Oh shit, they cut holes. This is old school. Let me take a picture. Right. It's like a civil war reenactment or something. Yes. You know what? And that's what I would think at first. I'm like, where your slaves at? Since we reenacting everything. The tickler says, yes, he is scared of the KKK. But only when I'm driving on the highway. I have no idea what these crackers are about when I stop the, for gas or lunch or in any part of the South that is not a quote unquote big city. As I plan my annual run to South Carolina to visit my in-laws, I start looking at the map for the names of bigger towns and cities that are likely to be safer stops. Wow, I don't even do that. But to an extent, you know, and the thing about the smaller towns, it's not that bad if they're like kind of off the highway. But I feel like if you got to go into these little hick towns, yeah. So you're saying the tickler doesn't stop in Lynchburg? On his way to Atlanta? No, oh, no. And okay. that is the town. No. You gotta, sometimes no. you got to stop in Lynchburg, South, uh, Carolina. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a real town name. Stop in Killer Nigga, Tennessee or some shit like that. No that's problem. That's a real town too, yes. <laughs> Just made that one up. It's extra interesting now that I have kids. We put our oldest, she's four, in a pull-up when we are on the road because if shit don't look right, we ain't stopping. Wow. That's crazy, man. For your safety, man. Cause you like, but you know what? When I stop in those little white towns, I mean, the only thing that might happen is they might be rude to you at the gas station. It's not like true. I don't expect the fucking KKK to pop up like with a cross burning. Like we was waiting on a Negro to stop and get some <laughs> gas. We knew it was about that time of the year when y'all start traveling. <laughs> yeah. We've been waiting for weeks over on the one time that a Negro would like to fill up on unleaded and, uh, Today is the day. Like, I just don't think it's the quota. Right. (laughs) Bringo, it's you. Mike in London says, no, he's not scared of the KKK. He says, I'm white. But that, uh, yeah, well, that explains a lot. Uh, But what the tickler said is scary. Does that shit really still go on? No, no, I don't think so. Niggas are just scared, Mike. Uh, Dune Dragon says, I live in Nigeria, so I wish a nigga would put on a sheet and burn a cross in front of my house. <clears throat> I'm assuming he's going to do something to him because uh, more black people around. Of course. Tayrell713 said, I think the notion of unabashed racism in general scared me when no matter what I said or did, I was always be, I would always be considered less than and a target by certain individuals. I went to high school in Atlanta, and though it may be this lovely multicultural center, it stands alone as an island amongst some real fuck shit in the rest of the state of Georgia. I left two weeks after I graduated, and I ain't never looked back. Now, of course, there is racism all over, but something about the overt threatening kind and the, that many fi- 
Others find comforting as they feel they know their enemy just bothered me. As a self-proclaimed grown-ass man, the Klan and racism in general are less an issue to me. With age comes a wisdom and understanding that some people are just not going to like me for whatever reason, so why be bothered? Yep. Traveling down, he got pretty philosophical for this, this, this photo. I was just like, yes or no? This nigga was like, listen, let listen, me tell you. I got when a I was, story to tell you. Come sit on my lap, young yes, lad. Yes, while I rock this rocking chair. As I regale you with tales of the old. Um, traveling down spooky country roads, though, that shit is just general horror movie scary. So I'll, it is. I ride with the tickler and his sentiment there. Yeah, I don't, that's all I was thinking is just, it's just, that would be scary to anybody driving in the middle of nowhere on some back town. Like, that is that's how, how deliverance started. Like, that's, that happened to me before. Nah, that's, that shit will, 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 will scare you pissless. You'd be like, oh shit, I, uh, let me keep driving. Cause if I stop, Jason, Freddie, alien, some gonna attack me. Scared pissless. <laughs> yes. Well, I've seen it all. <laughs> uh, episode 386, because it's Thanksgiving. Um, one comment from Isaiah. He says, Hey, Rod and Karen, what are your thoughts on people wanting Nick Foles to replace Vic and trying to make a huge amount of excuses for the past two games? One, I didn't know people were doing that uh, as far as after the last game. It was so bad. Um, two, uh, if someone is openly, openly campaigning for Foles over Vic at this point, I would assume that they just either don't like Mike Vick or they're one of those people that are partial to white quarterbacks and they don't even understand why, which mm-hmm. happens a lot. Yes, sir. Um, there's a lot of people who are like, but he white, so it's different. And it's like, not really. Um, and then there could be just people who, you know, they're tired of Vic, they're tired of the idea. It's kind of like the Andy Reid thing with me. On an individual basis, you probably could make a great case for keeping Andy Reid. I, and I, and I understand. I'm not, I'm not illogical. I completely get it. But at the end of the day, I just am tired of his shit and I'm tired of the same fucking excuses and losses and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So maybe there's, there's that contingent of people that don't like, you know, that, that, that want foes to replace Vic. Karen, what do you think? Um, for me, it boils down to me. You have talked about this. Them coaches and that staff see shit that we as a general public don't see. Like they see a lot of shit. And a lot of times most coaches pick a quarterback and y'all be like, put the backup in. Nigga, he sucked. That's why he the fucking backup. I don't know why people miss that concept. Right. It, hap- it-, it happened here in Charlotte when everybody was like, with Jake DeLone, they was like, put the quarter, put the backup in. I forgot his name, but he fucking sucked. He was fucking terrible. So it's real easy to say, put the backup in when the backup is worse than what you got. Yeah. Plus they've already said that, um, Mike Vick is a starter no matter what. So, uh, I don't think they'd be saying that if they thought Foles was playing good. Um, I think the line is so bad. The play calling is so subpar that. And that goes on the coaching. Well, no, no, no. That could be injuries. That could be That's a lot true. of stuff. But the, the, I think the shit is so bad that only Mike Vick could pretty much navigate that shit. There's a handful of quarterbacks that you could actually put behind a line that much to get hit that much and have yeah. plays where, uh, the average, um, you know, passing play that you're trying to draw up is looking like it's about 10 to 15 to 20 yards down the field. Well, whenever you draw up these long ass passing plays, you also leave him wide open to be hit. He will be hit. You know, and people look at it like it's his fault. Like, why isn't he getting rid of the ball faster? It's like, well, the play you're drawing up is Deshaun Jackson, the 40-yard bomb. Mm-hmm. There's no way to limit, to get rid of the ball before, you know, fast in that situation. Uh, you're not leaving a lot underneath. You're not really looking for these screens. You're really looking for 
uh some long bombs and with uh andy Reid's propensity to call those long risky plays you're gonna have a quarterback who gets hit a lot and you're gonna have a quarterback who's at risk to throw interceptions because he's always under pressure and with someone like uh vic he's 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 more elusive so he gives you a fighting chance and i think people kind of forget that he can do that and that's why it's happening so instead you you end up with people saying shit like yeah um the why don't he just put the other quarterback in it's like because as you saw last game the other quarterback's just gonna get fucked up yep really really bad and and, and i think the problem that i have is, is i understand what you're saying it's a lot of factors but i'm i'm with you and we need to get the fuck out of there because yeah. my, they don't use Michael Vick to his ability. Michael Vick is a mobile quarterback. Even though he's older, he still can run past your ass. He's a very, very mobile quarterback. Well, you know what? Honestly, I don't want to see them trying to run him. Honestly, it's just, it's it's kind of a necessity at this point. Like, it's, shit breaks down so often when I watch that team. True. He, it's almost like you got to run for your life. And the way they play, call these plays, they're not calling these little, like, three-step drop, get rid of the ball to a tight end. They're calling shit where it's like, yeah, man, let's just, and, and we've had success with the underneath stuff, and then it's like, we, we immediately forget that and start going long. I just think Andy Reid's a very risky coach, and, yes, um, he is. I, I think he starts calling shit safer for other quarterbacks, but not for, like, Vic and McNabb. But, um, I just don't think we'll see that happen this year. And I'll be glad. The more we lose, the more I feel like we can get a fresh start. So. Yes. It yes. is what it is. Cause for some reason, he finds a magical way to pull wins at his ass. And y'all go on an eight win win streak for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, we also had a poll. The poll was simple. Black Friday. Yay or nay? <laughs> Yay. 19% nay. 81%. So most of our listeners say nay to Black Friday. Uh, the comment says, first and foremost, this is from Corbin Macklin. First and foremost, I see you with the SOA, Sons of Anarchy, inspired yay or nay. Secondly, as much as I love cheap shit, fuck dealing with large groups of crazed people. Third, even going online for shit is hassle, is a hassle when you factor in paying for shipping. This comment was paid for by friends of your cousin Clay Morrow. So, yeah, I do think that, um, yeah like i think online isn't as bad because some places you can find with free shipping and shit but yes, they is. in general black friday just seems like such a fucking to do for some minimized deals people losing their mind fighting and shit for what nothing p andre joseph says fuck the rush long lines dealing with people and their kids i'll go online for my deal the kz stork says fuck that i'm going back to sleep right exactly <laughs> Especially now that it's starting at like eight 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 p.m. the next the, the the day before. Yes, yeah, I was talking about that. I was like, y'all talking about midnight. Your mom talking about no eight p.m. tonight. I was like Thanksgiving Day. She was like, yes. I was like, why? Yeah, I remember when it used to be like four a.m. and shit like that. Which you know, I always think about the people who have to work those hours because yes. it's like it's like man, that's so fucked up that people can't wait to buy shit to the point where. It, you now do not get a Thanksgiving if you work for these places. Mm-hmm. You might think get Thanksgiving Day off, but shit. Not got- really. You don't even get that. You have to, like you okay. said, you have to be there at 8 p.m. That's right. So you're not, now- like, that's that's when it opens. That's not when an employee gets there. So it's oh, like, yeah. you and literally. Like two or three hours ahead. Right. You, you are working on Thanksgiving because consumers are so fucking greedy. 
and stores are so greedy to get every dollar of profit they can they're literally like fuck your thanksgiving uh you might want you might want to wrap that turkey up to go because you got to be at work bruh yeah and 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 to me the most fucked up part about it is this as time goes on thanksgiving really after a while it may not even be considered a holiday after a while because people actually are working like more people are working than actually are off yeah i actually saw uh last night this uh the site had a picture like a slide like 47 pictures of black friday and it was ridiculous people were throwing up someone got carried out on like a, a stretcher to um to ambulance um, what what are these gold nuggets that people are finding where they, they could go cash in i don't understand the mall look like a zombie apocalypse like wow. just so many just people just sitting around like standing waiting for it to open like thousands of people at you know midnight at concord mills mall just standing it's like crazy man what do you think you're gonna find in there nothing it's the same shit that was in there two days ago when you went and you didn't and you said this mall ain't got nothing so <laughs> yes it is philan reed says in a long ass line in the crowd no nah, i'm straight off that shit brandon apa says black friday where people wait in long ass lines and act the food for this kind of shit that will be returned the day after christmas most of the time the store only has two of the items in stock so people not wanting to go home empty-handed buy items just for the sake of buying it i blame romney yep <laughs> i can't believe that works i can't believe you go there like i want a tv fuck i'm the 14th person in line well i'll just buy something else like no and they buy. know the average person does that that's why yeah. they had them stupid ass sales tay real 713 says situational he's a complex man he doesn't want to answer yes or no to the poll situational i see no situational option in a, in years past, I've gotten out there and never once had an unpleasant experience. But then I was never that nigga going for flat screens or other top shelf shit. Just the occasional good deal that meant I woke up in my regular going to work time on a day off. Years of video game midnight releases have kind of hardened me to Black Friday shenanigans. All right. Good for you, Tayrell. I personally say, fuck, fuck that. that. I'd rather lay in the bed and sleep and do nothing. Well, we got voicemails. Let's uh, get to those if uh, you don't mind. Um, I don't. All right, cool. Let's play the first one. Hello. This is uh, Stephen Richards out of Beaumont, South Carolina. Uh, Rod and Karen. Uh, Karen, I'm a little bit upset with you, but I get to that. And I tell you what, I don't believe that uh, a couple of things. I don't believe that damn RT, the RTA bus driver will. Uh, you, know, you know, you guys are right that he probably should have lost his job because of what he did. Now, now, now Miss Carrie, now, now I got to address you, okay? Uh, now, now you think that man needs to go to jail? Now, now, so, so what does she deserve, okay? I, 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 that's what I want to know. What, what, what type of what type of disciplinary action do you think she deserves for spitting in the man's face and going over to choke him? Now, I don't condone hitting people or anything like that, but I just want to know what what do you think uh, that she deserves in the way of disciplinary action? And, and, and it's not okay just to be going around spitting on people. Now, if I went around to spit on somebody, you know, I'd expect them to put their foot across the left side of my face because, you know, I deserve it, okay? Uh, you know, you got to take gender out of the equation. You just got to think about, you got to think about respect. People need to respect each other. That's what the fuck is wrong with society nowadays. Oh, 
that. But, uh, you know, that's oh. all I got to say about that. I still <laughs> love you, Karen. And, and uh, you know, uh, we still love your show and everything. I just had to address that. Now, that just made me a little bit uh, disheartened. And it was right before Thanksgiving and all that. So, you know, I uh, just wanted to let you know that. But anyway... The next topic I want to talk about now, that, that damn fried chicken song, it's a little bit lighter subject. Uh, I told you a few weeks ago that, you know, people love fried chicken. I tell you what, I'm going to show all my friends down the country this damn song, and they're going to agree. I tell you that. <laughs> I tell you that right now. I love that damn fried chicken song. I think, that girl sure can sing. I tell you what, she can come and grease my damn fried chicken any day if, if she wants to, if you know what I mean. Okay, she can put all kinds of butter and all kinds of garlic salt on there and everything like that. But, it, but anyway, uh, you guys have a good one. I hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving, eat lots of turkey and dressing. And because uh, I sure as hell am. <laughs> you guys have a good one. God damn, Stephen Richards. <laughs> uh, yeah, Karen. So, what do you think about that? Stephen Richards had some issues with you, Karen. Oh yeah, she should have went to jail too. I don't think nobody exempt. I'm like this. You you get to fuck with people, you deserve whatever happens to you because she committed. She assaulted him with her spit. Yeah, that was gross. Yes. All right, so there you go. Stephen Richards had a problem. Finally, someone calls with a problem, with Karen. Now, this, <laughs> next, this next voicemail is three minutes and 15 seconds should i play it karen because this person did call back uh 11 minutes later and leave a two minute and 45 second voicemail what do you think i should do i say yes because only because it's after thanksgiving and it better be entertaining or else i give you the permission to go to the next one okay here we go good luck all right sorry about that casey Stork again my bad uh, i guess i got cut off because uh, of my poor uh poor sales signal but I was saying, I know it's later spoke, but first off, I want to thank you. Wait, what, what first message? There was no, oh, there's no did other we message. Get him out of order? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm going to play the second message to see what happens. That's the case. He's talking again. My bad. I know you don't like people calling multiple times, but I got hyped up and forgot the other reason I was calling to uh, talk about the past. So he talked about the uh, father's uh, daughter's dance. I have, I got a little girl. Uh, she is, uh, 12 now, but I've taken her to, uh, two father-daughter's dances, and, I mean, I like the concept of, you know, her getting dressed up, nice dress, you bring her flowers, you take her out, you, at a young age, kind of try to impress upon a young lady, how a man should treat them, respect them, and all that good stuff like that. Now, I, you know, I will agree with you, the whole promise your virginity thing to your daddy, that shit's a little, that shit is way past creepy. I mean, that's that Penn State saying dusty shit, if you ask me. You know, so, I mean, I, but I, I think people use it as an excuse instead of talking to their kids about sex, talking to their kids about, you pay, well, this is just sexuality. And these are the consequences that can come about if you're going out there and just having sex in general. We want to we wanna live in this make-believe world where daddy's a little girl or mama's a little boy or mama's a little soldier has promised their virginity to them, so there's no need to talk about it. So, no, I, I really I really can't agree with that. And then, um, like I said, I know it was late. You talked about it like the last uh, feedback show, but I didn't get a chance to call in on it. And you just, you know, shutting that whole thing down because one person, one woman, one daughter didn't have a, a, a uh, father. I mean, that's that's real shitty, man. Like, I mean, like the two times we went, 
Uh, it was at the uh, high school for the district uh, that my daughter's in, and they had the gym set up real nice and tables and, you know, had a little DJ there playing, you know, kid-friendly music. You know, uh, none of the black guy who tips uh, intro-type music, but real kid-friendly music. Ah. And, I mean, and, and it's nice, you know. It gives, I mean, and I think another big issue is that, um, you know, historically speaking, as far as when it comes to education and fathers being there for their children, uh, when it comes to the schooling, a lot of times it's left upon the mother. So I think it's just a way to try to get the fathers to be more active. I mean, I, I'm already active, but I can kind of see what they're trying to do and trying to go with it. Like my daughter's school also has another program called, uh, uh, it's like watch dogs or something. I don't know. But basically, it's where the fathers come in and they spend the whole day in the school, uh, just kind of like walking around, kind of you know, kind of like a substitute teacher kind of sorts, and kind of letting the kids know, hey, that you know, there's positive male role models that are in their children's lives. So I can kind of see that. But yeah, when you start wanting the kids to wear rings and I can promise my pussy to daddy, yeah, yeah, you can pass me with all that shit. All right, uh, taste the store guy. I promise my pussy to daddy. Um, yeah, I agree, man. I, I did think it was kind of shady that they couldn't have the dads because somebody didn't have a father or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I think that's silly because you basically ruin the experience for everybody because one people's li- one person left out. And the thing is, like we talking about, you get an uncle. You it's like other people that can substitute in big brother, big sister. Like it's other things that you could have done other than I can't have it. Can't nobody have it. Word. Yeah, so you still want me to go back and play this first one? That's up to you, cause uh, cause my thing is that the very I'm assuming the very very first message we must not have got, sweetie. Yeah, I don't. I'll play the first one if you want. I don't care. All right, sorry about that. Casey Stork again. My bad. Uh, I guess I got cut off because uh, of my poor take, uh, poor sales signal. But I was saying, I know it's late as fuck, but first off, I want to thank Chill for the uh, the late Veterans Day love. Uh, you know, I really appreciate that. And I have been debating asking this question for a while. I know you said keep it relevant to the show, and in some kind of and in a way, it is relevant dealing with the uh, the reelection of President Obama. But I uh, just kind of want to put it out there to you guys and also the fans, because for the most part, even though we ratchet as fuck, we tend to be pretty intelligent. The feeling of uh, welfare people, and I say welfare people because that's how it was brought to me when I had to defend these so-called welfare people being on Twitter. Being on social networks, like, they don't have a right to be just because they're so-called welfare people. Uh, and the, and I will say I am biased. Uh, when I was a young crumb snatcher, uh, me and my sister, my mom's uh, husband, gunned down in the streets tragically before my mom joined the police department, we were those welfare people. And I, mm. I will also put it out there that I do understand there are people who cheat the system. I get it. I got that. But... We don't look down upon these uh these Wall Street CEOs and they cheat the system and and, and, and pad their pockets with the gains from these so called welfare people in the middle class and so forth and so on. But anyway, uh to get to the question is, do people think that it's because you're poor or it's because you're on welfare or you're receiving uh public assistance that you don't get a voice? You sh- you should not be allowed to, to Twitter as I was, as it was put out to me or be on Facebook giving your opinion on the state of the nation. I mean, that might be your only voice for these so-called welfare people. So, yeah, you know, you know me. I got, you know, I got a little hot and I like over the whole president thing, got a little heated. And I defended it because, I mean, I believe so. I mean, well, what's next? Because you're a welfare person? 
you, you can't go to school because you're you're a welfare person. I dare you drive a Ford Fiesta to try to get to and from work, take care of your children. I mean, somebody. I mean, this person really was upset. Well, they got a smartphone, and I'm like. Yeah, I can go to Radio Shack right now and get a smartphone for no money as long as I got decent credit. I mean, just because you a welfare person doesn't mean you got bad credit. So, I mean, just really that, yes, 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 it just wasn't a cheddar. It was also a Hispanic chick who was talking that. And, of course, they used the most extreme arguments of, well, I know one person who can't have the six kids. I'm like, yeah, I know one person who cheated the system, too. I know 20 people who cheated the system. But you know what? I know 100 more who have not. I, I mean, I work, social, I work in social services, and all those people are welfare people who need mm-hmm. that money to make ends meet and just survive. So... I'd like to go over my three minutes I probably have, but all right. Thank you. I just need the vent. need to get that out. And like I said, you know, I hope, I hope there was a question in there somewhere. Love the show. As always, you keep your boy grounded. Love you, riding Karen. All right, Casey Stork out. Black guy, tips, black guy who tips nation out. All right. Um, go ahead, Karen. Sorry. No, but say so you you go ahead. I'm, I, cause- I just think he needs some better Facebook friends. That's all. Honestly. I mean. Seemed like every week he got a call with some crazy shit people were gonna say on Facebook. Um, and, uh, I think that's just their privilege talking because what happens, and this happens with my white friends all the time. Um, and uh, to some extent, like people who grew up middle class or upper middle class, mm-hmm. but, you know, white people kind of associate with higher class even when they're not, which is, you know, uh, how race is still, you know, pervasive in America where you can be a poor white person and you argue on the behalf of millionaires and shit like that. Like it's just some type of weird association. But anyway, um, I think what happens, uh, in general is people, feel a certain way and they're expressing their feelings not it doesn't matter if factually if the numbers don't add up it doesn't matter if welfare is not what's crippling our society and our budget and if it's not what's costing the government so much none of that shit matters to them um even when you know it's kind of like how republicans will go before the nation and say well i'm gonna get rid of pbs and it's like well that's okay you took care of that 0.001 percent of the budget now what are you gonna do because, you know, it's just a feeling. They have a feeling about things and they don't have a rationale behind it. They don't have to in their in their mind. They don't have to have an actual logical numerical way to solve these problems. It's just, well, let's just stop. Let's just stop welfare. And it's like, OK. All right. So we're going to stop welfare. What's going to happen then? Well, then everybody's going to get a job. It's like, yeah, OK. That's what you think, you know, because you're not the problem with America is you're not going to let these people die. So while you might feel like I go to work and this person doesn't, if you're not prepared to let people die because you're not going to assist them at all on any level at all, then shut the fuck up because you're really not playing hardball. Welfare is already tough enough. Food stamps are already tough enough. $175 to eat for an entire month is already too tough. Like, like I don't know how you go, how you do that. Uh, basically you know and so uh people get they feel a uh, very fucking entitled and people feel very like 
um, justified in admonishing people who don't have and people who, uh, you know, if you get anything from the government, then you're using the system and then they don't count their own entitlements, which, you know, so if I'm getting a tax credit for having children, buying a house or getting married, that doesn't count. The government's supposed to do that. You know what I mean? So people just lose their shit because they're just so jealous of each other. And also they can't imagine because their brains just aren't no offense. They're just too fucking smug and they're too entitled and privileged. And this isn't a white people thing. This is everybody. They're too uh, entitled to actually know what poverty is or to imagine it. Um, and, and, and they think that, oh, well, I went through a hard time. So that's the same as everyone going through a hard time. It's like, actually, no. Like sometimes uh, it's it's actually there are people that are worse off than you mm-hmm. and everyone feels like they, you know, politicians even do this. You have Mitt Romney talking about, well, I was poor in college, you know, uh, Barack Obama has to talk about his poverty because there's like this poverty dick measuring contest that everyone does. And it's like, you can't outpour me, motherfucker. I was poor. And that's what keeps people from thinking other people need help. You know, it's the same thing as that dude who played coach, Ed something, uh, when he was like on um, Fox going, yeah, when I was on, on food stamps and welfare, nobody was helping me out. And it's like, it's that mentality that is pervasive throughout the United States. And it keeps people from wanting, uh, anyone to get a, a program that would help them because it's like, fuck you. I got mine and you, and I, I'm working hard and you're not, you're not working hard. You know, Cory Booker is going to go on food stamps for a week. Uh, to promote awareness of poverty, but it's like, dude, one week. These people need this every day, dog. Every yeah. Day. Are you still going to go to your gym at your gym membership? Are you still going to go to your cushy job in an office and a desk? Are you going to still live in your house where you like, then no, it's not the same. And no one is aware. You're not living on the fucking streets. You're not living in a projects. You're not, you know, there's just an, I, there's just an idea about what is poor in this country where, uh, I don't know. Poor people are just easy to clown on. They're just easy to diss. And, um, and, and there's a certain section of society where they'll all gang up on them and it makes them feel better. Yeah. And to piggyback on some of the things you were saying, uh, when it comes to poor people, poor people don't have a voice and other people have to be their voice. And so it's easy to clown. It's easy to pick. It's easy to criticize. It's easy to joke. When you think or you just assume that you will never be in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, a lot of people that, that claim that they were poor were poor, but not poor, poor. I don't know if that makes a difference. Like, yeah. It's different between being poor and we getting financial assistance and things like that. Then you literally being homeless. You literally the school bus here in Charlotte America Bird School System picking you up in front of the homeless shelter. You know, you living outside in boxes, living in your car doing without it's like starving. it reminds me of when i heard adam carolla talk about um he was going on one of his rants about how he was poor and all this stuff you know he does it normally to like sort of diss not diss but to to dismiss black people's problems or people of any race or minority group that have a problem he's like well i was poor and we figured a way out and one of the things that he said that i thought was so telling he was like yeah when um when i was poor you know we 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 didn't even have a car or something like that and my friend we would get a ride home from the jewish kids and such and such and it's like right so you were still in a circle socially where you were able to get help just out of being uh you know being in that like 
considered a peer to people who had money because of your skin color. Like you're like, and there's no denying that. And that's really what the issue is. And because you can't understand it, you can't see it. You'll never understand where I'm coming from. We can never really, uh, until you accept that. Yeah. The Jewish kids not giving the black kids ride home. No, they're not. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the difference is there's, I'm not getting invited to Arnold so-and-so's house, uh, for his bar, bar mitzvah because we're not in the, he doesn't see me the same as he sees Adam, who's just a guy at school to him. Yeah. Yeah. And also I, in my personal opinion, when he's talking about Twitter and Facebook and things like that, and something that really, really upsets me when it comes to people uh, wanting to shit on the poor is that people assume because you poor, you are not allowed to have shit you're not allowed to have clothes you're not allowed to have food you're not allowed to to have a computer you're not allowed to have anything why because in my mind you're poor and my thing is that the thing about it that makes me mad is that if people are poor and they ask for assistance so that they can have something to live and you take their assistance away that means they're going to have nothing and the problem i have is that in our country, I think a lot of people don't realize that in the United States of America, our poor is a privileged poor considered other nations. Like yeah. in other nations, when you don't have, fuck it, you just don't have. You don't get no assistance. You don't get no welfare. You don't get anything. You're just out there. And when you say die, them niggas will let you die. In our country, we will not let you die. So our poor is poor, don't get me wrong, but our poor is almost privileged compared to other nations. So wait, so what's your point? I feel like you just made the, you you started on one point, you made the opposite point of the way out. You started to say that where people feel like people are poor and they can't have stuff. And then I'm just trying to help them. No no problem. At the end, you kind of said that, well, our poor is a privileged poor. So like, what do you mean exactly? And the reason why I say our poor is a privileged poor is that, I mean, no, I get why I'm saying, what does that do with your first point? Which was people think, People being poor shouldn't have anything. Because in our country, you can still have versus in these other countries, their poor literally does not have. They right. don't have any anything. And in our country, I, and it upsets me when people go, well, you can't be on Twitter. You can't. Who are you to control it? And then people were like, well, I'm giving money to help assist them. Okay, I pay money for your child to go to school. I don't tell you your child can't go to school just because I don't have any children. Your money goes to shit that, that you don't approve of all the time. Yeah, you're also giving money to wars. Yes, you're money, that you don't approve yeah. of. But the thing is that you have to look at the bigger picture and your fellow man. But so people, a lot of people in our country are so self-centered and so focused on me and mine that they forget that there are other people out in the world besides you and yours. Yeah, they have, there's no empathy for um that demographic of no. people. Um but yeah, man, um like I said, I think the unspoken thing about this is race. Uh I think white people see poor white people and there's a certain type of a idea that they have about them and themselves where it's like I do want stuff, I do work hard. I don't want to be poor, but when they see minorities on welfare or someone who doesn't look like them, then it's like, no, you're just feeding off the government. You don't want to do anything. You just want to stay in the projects. And it's like that mentality that you have um and that you harbor that resentment you harbor against those people, we can feel it. Yes, we can. I'm not poor, but I can feel how you judge people who don't have. Mm -hmm. And in your mind, there is a race attached to it. There's a mentality attached to it. And and it's and it's a black problem. It's not an American problem. It's not your problem. It's just a black problem. And I think once that happens, I 
pull back and go, okay, yeah, I, we're not on the same page. I actually do want people to help. Mm-hmm. And your whole thing is, uh, you know, if you want a job bad enough, you'd have one and shit like that. And it's like, and yeah, if that's your belief, then we already are at odds because I've seen it work the other way. Yes. And once you've seen it, it, you can't unsee it. Like I know it to be true and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So you think that your shit is true. And that's all you, that's as far as you've thought about it. So yes. And also the, the thing about it too is that, uh, poverty affects all people. And that's the thing that upsets me. It's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's an American thing. And you brought up a good point where they go, well, well, black poverty is a black poverty. Y'all need to get yourself together and fix your community. Guess what? Black people are a part of the American construct too. And that's the thing that upsets me. People act like black issues aren't an American issue when all issues are and American issues. It's a rig, like as much as people use this clocking point, and I think it's not necessarily helpful, but it's, it's unfortunately it's true. It is a rigged system to keep people poor because let's say you're all on welfare and getting government assistance, whatever, right? You can get a job. Just go get a job. So say you go get a job at McDonald's. Well, these same Republicans that think you shouldn't get welfare in the first place also think that the job you get shouldn't give you health care and it shouldn't you know like they shouldn't have to worry about what kind of hours you get or treating you like a fucking human being and you shouldn't be able to unionize you shouldn't be able to get any type of rights or vacation or anything like that so when you look at the system it's like well, how are we incentivizing people out of poverty a job is not even a way out of poverty anymore no, it so it's not. almost like you're we're not actually like and then when the when the, the president or somebody says well look well, let's promote education we got to get people community colleges get them skilled get them re- why why are we giving money to fucking community colleges we don't need that teachers don't need to be it's like you just do not fucking want anyone to get out of this situation and to be quite honest we've made a we've monetized poverty in this yes, country so now it's like look we we can move people from a school system um that that is de- you know decrepit to uh to projects that you know is all privatized now people are getting the contracts to build government housing to prisons yep. which are privatized like it is a, a system where we need a certain amount of people in our society to be in prison to be uneducated and to be not motivated uh, to do better we need this so mcdonald's can be five dollars for a combo yes. we need this shit so that socks can still be 2.99 a pack like we need certain shit and uh it's the big dirty secret of america is like we don't want people to want better we don't want no. someone who's just a teacher to be in a union to get better wages um which also might incentivize people to do better like we like it's like whichever way they want to spin it they can spin it uh well you should want to make more money the free market is the answer to everything okay well cool why don't we use the free market on the education system and get some of these teachers to get higher pay for higher achievement no we don't need to be paying teachers the fuck teachers need money for us like okay we don't we don't want we don't want it bad enough. We mm-hmm. we want a bitch, and we want to just have our money and protect yeah, it. Yeah, and and then at the same time, and not to get off the topic, but the thing that makes me upset at the same time, these are the same people that will go around talking about America's the greatest. Have y'all looked at the statistics of where we are in math and right. English and all this shit? We are not number one on a goddamn thing, but how we feel about ourselves. That's well, it. you know what? I still think America's the greatest. And that's yeah, all. I mean, yes, we are. Don't so, get me wrong. But, I'm one but, of those people then, because I... But, 
love this country and i wouldn't want to be anywhere else i know it doesn't add up on the numbers but i love it so um, and, and when i say that i'm talking about the people that that, that try to brag about the the, uh, the education system and yeah. things like that i know what you mean the world. statistically it doesn't yes, add up and no. you're absolutely right but they're talking about a feeling i believe i don't think they're talking about necessarily having the best and everything i really think that when people say that they're talking about the feeling of being american and i wouldn't trade it for anything all right me either um let's uh we got more voicemails good grief that took forever that's the case he's talking again my bad nobody wants to hear from him again i I understand people hey what's up oh shit driving back home from orlando and a few shows behind so I i was listening and I heard you talking about the ads, um, like the Sprint ad, and you mentioned the uh, the beer ads, and how they'll have a sip of the drink, and how you know the world transforms. Well, I'm gonna be that guy. This fucking they actually this is shit I learned in DUI school. This is about the only thing I learned in DUI school. Like, so I'm gonna share it with you and the rest of uh, black guys just listening. They never drink the drink. Which, when you think about it, makes your point even stronger almost. And that, that, that. Like, you're selling me something that nobody in your commercials ever fucking uses. Yeah, they, they hold the beer, they pass the beer, you know, same thing for ads. Like, everybody's having a great time around this beer, but it's liquor. Nobody ever drinks the fucking liquor. Mm-hmm. That's the shit I learned in that class. Mm-hmm. And now you be like me, everybody else is listening to shit, you're going to be fucked up and you're going to look for this to happen. It doesn't fucking happen, trust me. I look uh-huh. all the time. Nobody drinks. Now, I think it's a, uh, a federal law. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but yeah, they, they, can't, they can't drink it. They never drink it. It's fucked out. But yeah, anyway, it's just, uh, I want to drop that in on you real quick. I'll finish checking out the rest of the show, and uh, I'll catch y'all later on. That's crazy. I did. I had no idea you that know, that should happen. And, and the more and more I think about it, he's right. You see them pour it. Right. You see them toast. Right. You They'll see, hold their hands you, up. Yeah, you, they you never see them drink exchange it. cans. You see them, you know, pick it off trays. You, you see it actually even pour out of the, uh, the uh, when you do the well, how it pours. Mm-hmm. You see that, but you never at one period of time see anybody ever put anything to their mouths. Well, good looking out, uh, Larian. I had no you, idea sweetie. about that. I'm going to see if that ever happens, but I doubt it will. Next voicemail. Hey, Rod and Karen. This is Michelle from Louisiana. It's my first time calling, so I'm a little nervous. Like I've been Don't listening be. to the show for a while, and um, I just look at that. I love you guys so much. You are so funny. But I felt really compelled to call when I heard Victor Bernardo on the show. This dude was so funny. Karen and him could have their own show if they wanted to because the timing together was just so freaking funny. Karen, I just want to say that I love you. You are hilarious. Thank I love you, how you smash words together like anybody is and a couple of other words that you say that are so funny. And I love listening to you guys because being from Louisiana, y'all tank on some of the words <laughs> in towns and stuff so much. It's just so funny. But anyway, I just wanted to thank you guys for clarifying what Cuban B meant. I've listened to the show. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? But I finally understand that now. And uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, Karen, I do agree with you with the, about the KKK thing. 
they're not loud and proud like they used to. They can't do some of the stuff that they used to. But I do believe that there are a lot of people who are secretly involved in the KKK <laughs> high ranking office that are packing bills. So I agree with you on that. And um, let's see here. I'm at almost two minutes. I'm going to wrap this up real quick. Um, keep doing what you guys do, and I'll keep listening. Peace. 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 Well, thank you, Michelle. Got your first scene. Look for you. <laughs> Look forward to the uh, Victor and Karen show coming next year. Uh, <laughs> I'll just be off doing some other stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, they uh, Karen and Victor were extremely funny that show. And um, uh, also, uh, Karen's theory of the KKK is still running the nation. Um, good luck with that, y'all. <laughs> she had me up until then. I was like, oh, well, she likes Karen, and uh, she's a. <laughs> And also, I think that Karen's right. KKK is running shit. It's like, oh, okay, all right. Calm down, buddy. Maybe Victor and Karen can't get their own show. <laughs> Not in charge of ideas anymore. Next voicemail. What up, Rob? Chill is pretty awesome on Facebook. She is. Uh, she's Chill Will for those that haven't friended her yet, mm-hmm. but Chill Will. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, at first I thought he fucked up. He was like, "What about Black Thursday?" I was like, "Nigga, that's Thanksgiving." But, but then I understood. he was talking about what we was talking about before. Yeah. How, how everybody do it on Thursday. Now he was like, "I had to have folks told." Boy, I be feel angry for you. You know, Walmart probably had nothing to do with the tow company. He called, so you come back. What my truck? I don't know. Yeah. What happened to it? I don't know. Towing niggas on Black Friday. That's yeah. cold blooded. He got to do his damn That's job. That's probably a big day for tow trucks, man. Yes. Because, like, people are so craved to find those deals that they will risk money to park illegally and come out. Now that not only did they not 
probably get what they wanted but let's say they did okay you save 50 dollars on the xbox but now you got to turn and pay around to pay 250 dollars to get your car back mm-hmm. stupid yeah he gotta do a job i don't blame i haven't told too last voicemail Hey, Rodwin. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Miss Crystal. I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to you guys and to let you guys know that I really, really, really appreciated that y'all did that show on Wednesday. Like, I really, really appreciate it. You guys are so consistent and dedicated and it's awesome in general. And also, I think it's time for you all to start doing some premium content. Like, you know, people sign up now and it's you know, get stuff started like January, whether it's like invite only guest to raise or something. But I think now is the time for y'all to do some <laughs> premium subscription type um, spin-off shows, you know, bonus shows or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's about it, and uh, I think so. So now it's time for me to uh, to pass out before I explode. <laughs> well thank you miss christopher for uh calling the show and uh, i don't know how we would go premium or monetize anything just yet but um i'm sure there's a lot of people who did not want to hear you say that so i know we gotta we, we <laughs> charge no nigga <laughs> keep it free we're gonna keep it free as long as we can yeah <laughs> fuck that, that yeah. we'll hear this shit special episodes my ass three pennies i don't care if they come on every day um all right man let's um the, uh, the phone lines are open, but we only have one email, but it's 704-557-0186. 704-557-0186. Let's check the voicemail. Um, Francine G writes in, thank you for your podcast. That's all, <laughs> all caps lock with about, uh, 10 exclamation points. So yes. she is very happy. Uh, hey, Karad. I guess that's, that's a new one. Yeah. I guess she's for now. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, combining our names. Uh, hi, Karad. I've been listening to you guys since June. Greatest podcast in my book. I've seen the light. I'm tipping better thanks to Karen and Rod. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. We always love to hear that, man. We do. I look forward every week to the new episodes. I'm getting close to finishing all episodes. I love the show. You guys get me through work, which makes my day go by fast as I listen to old episodes. I'm glad you guys stopped with the background music. We are too. Yes. Frankly, uh, I must say that Karen, uh, that I must say thanks, Karen, because I'm up on my nap time. Hey. Yeah, Karen's kind of been letting it slip lately that, you know, she hasn't been promoting naps as much on the show. Just, I don't know what's going on. I've been working out and doing other shit. I don't know. You've been taking some naps and just not talking about them no more. That's true. Secret naps. That's true. Got secret society going on. Shh. Yeah. You keeping your naps on the low? You back in the nap closet? I thought you was a nap queen. I am. I am. I ain't tweeting about it because I'm sleeping. Sometimes you just have to take a break from the world and the ain't shit people in it. Yes, you do. Can't get enough of you guys. Mystical's day off is stored on my iPod. Uh, I fast forward it to the article about Mystical just to get extra laughs. Episode 308, another one I stored, leaves me with tears in my eyes. The things people do for money, shaking my head. Will and Justin are comedy, especially Justin. Light Skin Coalition, Obama! (laughs) In my Justin voice. 
I love me some brandy drinking chill. Her calls are hilarious. The holidays are here. Time to get my brandy drinking on with eggnog. Ooh, that's, that's different. A combo. We do sake and eggnog. I don't know about brandy, brandy and eggnog. That's, might be too hard. Um, I know Chia probably would not approve of that. Yeah. <laughs> One day I will do a voicemail and keep it under three minutes and give a donation. Keep up the great podcasting. The black guy who tells for life in my chill voice. Thank you, Francine. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, that's the only email we had today, so I think we've pretty much done everything we were supposed to do. <laughs> um, tomorrow's guests will be Kev and Chris, and um, I think uh, we'll, 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 we'll definitely work it out, but I'm pretty sure we'll be announcing the categories for the Blackout Tip Awards tomorrow. I've been thinking about them, and uh, okay. I think we, uh, I think I got to narrow down to what we can do, and uh, <laughs> We're going to need plenty of audience participation in this. Okay. Yes. We don't have any interns, just us. So I'm going to need people that are willing to, uh, to work. participate, you yes. know, but, um, yeah, man, uh, I think it'll be a fun show, I but, do too. um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow at 10 a.m. Um, uh, I think that's it. So, uh, you know, the contact information, um, Rodimus Prime on I'm Twitter. Say that again. That is in DAT. And the show Twitter is TBGWT. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to all the people who listen to the show. Uh, that's what I'm most thankful for on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And of course, the love of this lovely woman here. I'm also thankful for that. Uh, but until, uh, tomorrow, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.
act Unless a club can't afford the fee We act So name that Emmy best man to put us under Created from the ground Yet know nothing about the under Take a glimpse at the pimp playing record exec Adding up all your old souls to cut you a check Saying why the blunder wonder could have G today So you could put up some swings for yourself